Well, it is good to see all of you here today. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You know, you never know on these Sundays following a holiday how many people are going to be here. I thought it might just be me and five of my friends, but I'm so glad that all of you are here. Glad about the folks who are joining us online and by television um, as well. Well, I hope again that you had a great Christmas. Uh, some of you may still be. I've heard of some folks who still have it to go with families. Some still have families to, to go visit or are visiting with them, and they'll be celebrating it later on. Did anything unusual happen during your Christmas or during your Advent season? You know, the other day, my wife and I were walking our dog. We have a little Yorkie who I think thinks he's a um, a Doberman Pinscher or something anyway. He thinks he's bigger than he is. And we were walking around the neighborhood, and we get to meet people and know people that way. And as we were going by a house, we saw someone pull into their garage, and uh, we knew the woman and her children. I think it was the last day of school. And she got out of the car, and we were saying hello and Merry Christmas and has everything. And I kind of did a double take because there on the lady's shoulder was a lizard. I'm not talking about just a little lizard like in a knoll or something like that. This lizard was about 12 inches, maybe 16 inches long, and it was just draped there on her shoulder. And so I said, um, well, what kind of lizard is that? I knew it wasn't an iguana. I didn't know what it was. I said, well, it's a bearded dragon. It was kind of tan and, and just sitting there and... She saw I was a little perplexed about what it was doing on her shoulder. said, well, the children are out for their Christmas break, and the animals at the school had been divvied out, and we have uh, the collared, I mean, the, the bearded dragon. And uh, I was just amazed how calm she was. She just had it sitting on there like it was a pet parrot or something like that, just sitting there on her shoulder, and so she was going to take care of that, so I admired her for doing that. And I think it was that same evening, Ashley and I, uh, went out to eat. We went to one of our local restaurants, and uh, they put us at our table, and we sat down. And along came a, a large uh, person of Arab descent, and he just reached out his hand, and he said, Hello, my name is Moses. I said, Okay. And then he reached to Ashley and gave her a hug and said, I'm going to be uh, your server tonight. So we got waited on by Moses. I mean, that was... That was interesting. Ashley said, well, I didn't see his staff. And I pointed to all the other people. I said, those are his staff all around here at the, at the restaurant. So that was a little unusual. You know, that really doesn't have a lot to do with my sermon. That was just free. But anyway, it does remind us about Christmas and um, thinking about Christmas Day and Christmas celebrations and the unusual things that happen. But I don't know if you've ever had this thought. I know it's come to me you do all this planning and preparing for Christmas, and Christmas Day kind of comes, and boom, it's here and it's gone. And you think, so that was Christmas. <laughs> so that was it. Well, um, I'm going to tell you, no, that was not all Christmas was. So I want us to think about that today, and I invite you to stand as you're able as we read from the Gospel of John, uh, the first chapter, reading verses 10 through 14. John writes these words. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. 
children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. And the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, be with us now as your word is broken for us. Open our ears to hear. Open our eyes to see and open our hearts, Lord, that we might understand what it is you would say to us this day. Pour forth your spirit that we might be created. For this we pray in the strong name of Jesus the Christ and all God's people said, amen. You may be seated. So, that was Christmas. We spent all this time getting ready. You probably did in your own home, going out and getting gifts and preparing foods and all these kind of things, getting the house ready, decorating all those things. It seems like it's been a long time, and, and so it has been. We have been lighting the candles on our Advent wreath. We started back on November 28th, almost a month ago. So, Almost one-twelfth of this year we spent in preparing for the coming of Jesus. And now it is here and it has come. You know, it's always sad to me the day or the days after Christmas when you see everything on the curbside. You see all the boxes, the empty boxes. You see the wrapping paper. You see uh, the trees and some tinsel and lights coming down. And, you know, those blow-up things, they're beautiful when they're blown up, but when they're not, they just look, I don't know, like parachutes or something, I don't know, on the ground. But all of that, and you say, gosh, was that all there was? And for many of us, we wish that Christmas could just keep on going. I've enjoyed listening to the Christmas music on radio stations and have a favorite Christian station I listened to that was playing all Christian Christmas songs, including some new ones. It's a new song written by Zach Williams entitled, I Don't Want Christmas to End. And this is what the words say. I don't want to take those lights down off the tree, pack up the stockings, or pull down the wreath. I don't want Christmas to end. We can leave the wrapping paper scattered on the floor, let the fire crackle a little bit more. Oh, I don't want Christmas to end. It's been a long, long year. Wish we could stay right here. Let's wake up tomorrow and do it all again. These moments I love the most, my heart just can't let go. So I'm holding on. I don't want Christmas to end. Snow is falling and my world feels right. I got children laughing. It's a wonderful life. I don't want Christmas to end. As I'm telling stories new, telling stories past, why does it have to come and go so fast? Oh, I don't want Christmas to end. Did you get that feeling? You ever feel that way? Christmas seems to come and go so fast. Well, there is a man who's got the name of Andy Park, also called Mr. Christmas, and he decided he would celebrate Christmas every day, 365 days a year. He lives in Wiltshire, the United Kingdom, um, and he even has his house number emblazoned with these words, Christmas Funhouse. He resends himself and receives Christmas cards every day. Of course, he keeps his decorations up all year round. 
Maybe some of you do too, just don't feel like taking them down. But anyway, he keeps his up on purpose and lights them. Uh, festive music is playing all the time. Over the years, he has sent himself more than 235,000 Christmas cards. Wow, imagine that. He claims each day he eats breakfast, which is a turkey sandwich and a minced pie. Then he goes to work, and at, upon returning at lunchtime, he eats a full roast turkey dinner. Over the 13 years he's been doing this, he's consumed 4,380 turkeys, 87,600 mince pies, 2,190 pints of gravy, 26,280 roast potatoes. However, his doctor has warned him. He said, this is not good for you. He now weighs 270 pounds and says he's probably going to need to quit celebrating that way every day. Can you imagine that? Celebrating Christmas every day. Hmm. Well, we think about the gift giving. Maybe you can remember all your gifts. Maybe you can't. Maybe some of those gifts end up in a drawer or end up in a closet. Maybe some you take to exchange. Maybe some of them weren't exactly what you expected. They didn't pan out to be what you wanted them to be. Uh, maybe they're even broken. The gifts I like are the gifts that keep on giving. Gifts that continue not just through Christmas Day, but even days, weeks, months, years ahead. And there's some favorite gifts I have this year. One of those we already talked about. And that was the gift that we gave to Tendere, Malawi, to that school. We're going to build a new building there. And uh, there's going to be two new teachers that are going to be hired for another grade. And there are going to be books and there's going to be materials in those classrooms and it's going to make a difference in hundreds, maybe thousands of lives. We don't know what those lives are going to be. Maybe some are going to be doctors. Maybe discover a cure for cancer. Maybe somebody's going to be a politician and, and bring peace to that area of the world. Maybe somebody's going to be a, a teacher. Maybe someone's going to be a minister or a preacher. We don't know, but we are making a difference through that gift for eternity. The other thing, last week I got to be invited and involved in the Transformation Montgomery Christmas that they had here. Um, I rode, drove the bus and picked up some of the kids. I remember one little boy got on a bus, and he did, he'd never been in a bus before. He said, what's this? I said, this is a bus. So I imagine he'll remember that day. But they came here to the church, and some Sunday school classes and others were there and bought them gifts and shared stockings with them. Uh, they did arts and crafts. They had a meal together. And at the close... They performed the Christmas story. They had their own Christmas pageant. There were shepherds, and there were sheep, and there was Mary, and there was Joseph. There were the wise men. There was even one that was dressed up like a star. And they celebrated Christmas and were making a difference in those lives and in those families and in those homes, hopefully breaking into that cycle of, of poverty. And it will make a difference, a gift that keeps on giving. I'm so appreciative of our church that is doing that. I also got to participate in an organization called Rooftop Friends. It got its name from, you remember when Jesus, when they opened up the roof to let the paralytic down? This is a ministry to uh, young people and to children who have physical um, challenges, emotional, mental challenges, and also to give their parents uh, some breaks. And so they had a Christmas event at Young Meadows Presbyterian Church, and uh, they had a Christmas store set up, and the kids were dropped off, and they had a list of their family members, and they were assigned a buddy who walked with them throughout the whole morning and helped them pick out their gifts. But there were also crafts to do. There were cards that they could send. There was music 
that they could play and sing to. And it was a playground outside where they could go and play. And I was just amazed at, at the buddies and at the people and the smiles on the faces. One of the children climbed up over the little wall, and I think it's called Gaga. Is that what it's called? The, the game where you play dodgeball inside the walls. It's only about three feet tall. And he got in there, and then it was time for him to get out, and his buddies reached to get him, and he opened his arms. Do you know what he did? He began to pray for them. Just started praying for them. God, I thank you uh, for these people who are here today and for loving me and caring for me. And my eyes started to sweat. I, I, just, couldn't, I just couldn't believe it. And there was also a little girl there who did not have the proper use of her legs or her arms, and so she scooted around on her bottom. But she had learned how she could use her feet and grasp things. She was able to write some with her feet, and she could also pick up some of the musical instruments, the sticks, and she could clap them together with her feet. Well, there was a little boy there, and he wanted to make her feel at home and welcome. And even though his arms and his legs worked, he scooted around on his bottom with her. And again, tears just came to my eyes. Gifts that keep on giving, gifts that make a difference in the world. That's why even though Christmas Day has come and gone, Christmas is still here with us. Hmm. You know, we try and celebrate the 12 days of Christmas at our house. We'll keep things up and keep lighting things till January 6th, Epiphany. But we do remember how Jesus came 2,000 years ago. The gospel writers, Matthew, Luke, tell us. They tell us that King Herod was the ruler in Judea, the great uh, Herod the Great. And so it sets a date when he came into the world and the census that was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. He came 2,000 years ago. And each year we remember. It's important for us to remember and to celebrate throughout Scripture. And they said, have a memorial. Remember this. Remember Passover. That reminded the children of Israel about how they came out of Egypt and how they were delivered and set free. You remember when they went through the Jordan River and it dried up as they went toward Jericho, how they took a stone and they made a monument to remember, to remember. And so every Christmas we remember how God came into the world. But that is not it. For not only did the Messiah, God's anointed, God's chosen one, God in the flesh, come to be among us, but he is here among us right now. Jesus, we talked about Emmanuel, God with us, God for us. He's here right now, folks. Did you know that? And he is with us always. Whenever we gather to worship, whenever we gather to pray, whenever we spend time in God's Word, whenever we speak to Him, God is there. Jesus is present with us. Listen to this passage of Scripture that comes from Matthew 28, verse 20. Now, this is the Great Commission, and we remember how Jesus said, Go make disciples of all people and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. But He closes with these words. Surely I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. I am with you always to the very end of the age. No matter what you face this year, no matter what may come your way, no matter where you are even right now, Jesus is present. I am with you always. He didn't say, I'm with you sometimes. I'm with you when things are good. I'm with you when you're happy. I'm with you when you're thinking about me. No, I am with you always. And that should give us hope. That should give us peace so that matter, no matter what we face. Even when we're tempted, even when we're tried, 
The Lord is with us. Emmanuel is with us. Before Jesus gave himself for us, he was speaking with his disciples on that night. And he told them, I will not leave you as orphans, but I will send my spirit. The spirit will come and be with you, and his spirit is among us. Jesus is present with us through his spirit. But I also believe that when anyone receives Jesus as Lord, he is born again. So when anyone makes a profession of their faith in Christ, we can celebrate his birth because he has been born anew in someone's heart and someone's life. John chapter 3, verse 3. Jesus, speaking to Nicodemus, shared these words with him. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Unless they are born again. And when they are born again, Christ is born in their hearts. And in a passage I read for us earlier, John 1, 13 says, Yet to all believed who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. When we receive him, we become his children. And we celebrate his birth again, his birth anew in a life now. We are about to begin a new year. Wouldn't that be exciting as we are celebrating Christ's birth in people's lives throughout the year? How about if every week we were celebrating Jesus' birth in someone's heart? 52 people, that would be awesome. Why don't we double that? How about if over 100 people received Jesus Christ and was born in 100, over 100 lives? Or, hey, let's be bold and even double that. How about 200? Or maybe even just stand boldly and say, how about one a day? 365 times each day Jesus was born in somebody's heart and somebody's life. My friends, we can do it with God's help and through his spirit. We all know people who don't know Jesus and who need to know him. In our families, in our neighborhoods, at work, at play, wherever we are, there are people who we need to share Jesus, and he can be born again in people's life, and we can celebrate. We can celebrate Emmanuel, God with us, God for us, because he is here. He is here among us right now. So Christ was born. Christ is here with us, Emmanuel, but also Jesus, the King is coming. He is coming again. He told us in his word he would return. Uh, we're going to celebrate Christmas again next year, okay? It's what, 364 days away? You know, my mama, she loves counting down. And she'll remind me on January 25th, you know, it's only 11 months till Christmas. Got 11 more months. In uh, July, she'll share, you know, there's only five more months till Christmas. And we'll celebrate Christmas again unless... The Lord returns, or we go to be with the Lord. But he is also coming, and that clock is also going. Of that day and that hour, we don't know. He said only the Father knows in heaven. And so what does that mean for us? That means we need to have our hearts ready. It says it will come like a thief in the night, but he will return on the clouds. Listen to this passage in Acts chapter 1, 10 through 11. And I love this because it talks again about angels. Christmas is a time of angels. Uh, telling us about John's birth and Jesus' birth and going to the shepherds and telling us the Savior's been born in Bethlehem. But these angels tell us that he's coming again. 
Acts 1, 10 and 11. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said. Why do you stand here looking up into the sky? This same Jesus, this very same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven, he will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. So I believe on the clouds he will come and he will appear. Any of you did any cloud gazing? You ever do that? I've seen people who've taken some unusual pictures in the clouds. Some of maybe an angel. It looks like there's an angel in the clouds or maybe Jesus in the clouds or a hand reaching down. I'm always amazed when I see two jet contrails up in the sky that have crossed each other at 90 degrees, makes a giant cross in the sky. And I just say, my Lord, is that you? <laughs> is that you? Are you coming? Or when I hear a loud sound, I say, Lord, is that the trumpet? <laughs> is the trumpet about to sound again? Matthew 24, verses 30 and 31, we hear these words. It says, then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the peoples of earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and with great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. He is coming again, and he will gather unto himself his own. Are you getting ready? Are you preparing your heart? You know, when people talk to me about the end times and say, you know, Pastor Neil, do you think it's here? Do you think, you know, what are these signs and the things going on? What do they pretend? Is, is he coming right now? And I said, I don't know. But I said, I want to be ready. He says, he'll come like a thief in the night. Stay awake. Stay alert. If the homeowner knew when the thieves were coming, he would have been ready for them. Any of you watched Home Alone um, again this year? He was ready. He knew what time they were coming. He was all set for them to come. He was prepared. We need to be prepared. Not only our own hearts. Make sure our hearts are right with the Lord. But what about others? Are we living our faith every day? Are people seeing Jesus in us? Are we sharing Jesus with others? Again, so that they might come to know him and receive him as Lord and Savior. Because he's coming. Of that day, of that hour, we don't know. But it's getting closer. That clock is ticking. So, yes, Christmas Day has come and gone. Christ has been born. 2,000 years ago, who remembered it just yesterday. But also Christ is here. Jesus is here among us. Remember that throughout the year. He is here, present, right with you. And he's coming again. Be ready. Be alert. Stay awake. Share the good news. Go tell it on the mountains, over the hills, everywhere. That Jesus Christ has come. And he's coming again. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this season, for this time when we again have remembered and celebrated your coming into the world. But remind us, Lord, that day, that's not the end. For the gift of your Son continues to give, even to this day. And lives are changed. And hearts are touched. And you can be born anew in each one of us. And you can be born anew in our family and our, our friends. We just need to proclaim that good news and let your spirit work and touch hearts. And, oh Lord, won't it be just wondrous if we can celebrate your birth in many, many lives in this coming year. So encourage us and challenge us and help us. Remind us that you are always with us. We don't have to fear tomorrow. We don't have to fear what is going to happen during this next year because you are going to be with us and walking with us. And yes, one day you will return. 
and take us home to be with you. We give you thanks and praise. Give us your hope and your peace and your promise. In the strong name of that baby in a manger, Jesus the Christ, and everyone said, Amen.